everyone to the third episode of A Year of Career, 52 Practical Answers to Your Questions. I'm Erin Wolfram. I own and operate Career Advantage. I'm a career consulting business that helps folks with their job search. Um, I help them prepare and feel more confident throughout that entire process. And you can find out more about that business at careeradvantageresumes.com or careeradvantagegolf.com. Uh, during this podcast, though, I have received questions from the public, and each week I'm going to answer one of those questions. Today, I'm lucky enough to have a special guest with me, Melissa Johnson. She works with me at Career Advantage, and she and I have been colleagues for about 15 years now, which is really hard to believe. Um, Melissa currently works with students at the University of Kansas with career development, and I will let Melissa introduce herself to you. Yeah. Hi, Erin. Thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, I have been um, in career services in a higher education setting for about 20 years now and just really have enjoyed working with college students um, with all aspects of their career development process. And I'm really excited to be joining you as a career consultant with your um, career consulting firm. So thanks for having me on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for joining me. I'm, I'm really excited to have somebody else. So yeah. I'll go ahead and get started with this week's question and I'll answer first and um, Melissa chime in if you'd like and then we'll hear your perspective. So the first or the question of the week is, what do you now know that you wish you would have known when you started your first professional job? So this takes me about um, about 20 years back when I, I had my first professional job right out of college. I was a secondary English education major. So at that time, I thought I wanted to be a high school English teacher. So that was my ultimate goal out of graduation. And uh, the nice thing is at a lot of universities, especially if you're an education major, they really set you up to succeed and to find uh, employment, you know, your first year out. They have career fairs and on-campus interview days and, and things like that that really help you uh, learn about those teaching opportunities that are available to you that you might want to apply for. And so as, you know, the good student that I was, I participated in all of those things and made some really great connections. And most of those opportunities came about in the spring semester uh, of my senior year. So that's when they had the on-campus interview day and things like that. And we started seeing job openings pop up around February. And so that's when we really started applying for positions. And so we're applying for positions in February. Obviously, we didn't graduate until May. So, you know, we had about three to four months there where we could have been applying for positions and um, kind of weighing our options. So in March, I actually was really lucky to find several opportunities that I was interested in. I was hoping to get um, a teaching position in a smaller town because that's where I came from and that seemed like a, a better fit for me. And I had some teachers in my, my family who uh, helped me get connected with some opportunities, which was, was really great. And so in March, so you know, two to three months before graduation, I had, I think about three different interviews set up, which, which was great. Um, so I went to my very first professional interview at the age of 21 and went through the interview process and as soon as I was done interviewing, they slid a contract across the table and wow. said, we want you. Here's the contract. 
you're hired. Wow. And remember, I was 21 years old. Um, <laughs> I had never had a professional interview before. I'd had jobs, you know, part-time jobs. I worked at the bookstore. I worked in retail, but, you know, never a, a professional job and certainly not a job where there was a contract. And so um, I did not sign the contract right away, which is a good thing. <laughs> Um, but the mistake that I made and the lesson that I learned is uh, within a couple of days, I did accept that offer and I did sign that contract after I looked at it and talked it over with my family. And so the reason I say that that was a mistake and a lesson that I learned is um, my advice is to not just jump right ahead and take the first job that's offered to you, especially if you have some time. So I had some time, right? I still had a couple months before graduation. I still had some other interviews uh, that I had scheduled. And so I certainly was in a place now looking back that I probably could have waited a bit to decide if that really was the best fit for me. But there I was, you know, 21 years old, nervous about having a job, I, I needed to get paid after graduation, right? We all have to pay our bills. And so there was this opportunity sitting right in front of me. And so instead of going ahead and going through with my remaining interviews, I accepted the first job that was offered to me. So that said, um, like I the, the main advice that I have is to, to really weigh your options and think about that um, before you just go ahead and accept. But I did do a couple of things well. Uh, one thing is I immediately contacted all of the other school districts that I had been corresponding with about job openings. Um, certainly those school districts that I had other interviews lined up with and I let them know as soon as possible that I had accepted another position. So once you accept a position, you definitely want to alert all of the organizations, companies that you've been talking to and take yourself out um, you know, as a candidate for other options. Because once you've accepted a position, that's what you've chosen and you need to, you need to stick with that. So um, communicating well with those other organizations is really important and um, that is something that, that I did do. And um, I'm greatly appreciative of the fact that I did that because actually um, I did something else well. Uh, <laughs> again, at the, the young age of 21 or 22, uh, what happened was that first position that I accepted ended up not being a very good fit for me at all. And I knew within a couple of months that I would not be staying there another year. But of course, as a teacher, you have a contract and you have to fulfill that contract until Mar uh, May, excuse me, and they don't uh, typically accept resignations until around March, you know, of that, that first full year of teaching. And so, like I said, I knew it wasn't a good fit for me. I knew I wasn't going to be staying uh, past that first year, and I also knew that I was going to be moving to Lawrence, Kansas. And one of the school districts that I had been talking to the previous year and actually um, had some interviews with them and had another final interview set up with them, they are located very close to Lawrence, Kansas. And so as soon as I knew that that's where I would be moving, I reached out to that school district and I did that in the fall. And I said, you know, I don't know if you remember me or not, but 
I interviewed, did some screening interviews with your school district. I was very impressed with your, your district and the opportunities that you had. I was very interested in working there, but you know, unfortunately I accepted another position. I wanted to let you know that I am moving to Lawrence in May. And if you have any openings for next year, I would be very interested. And I heard back from their uh, assistant superintendent and she said, you know, yes, I remember you. Thanks for checking in. Um, you know, we, we wish you well. And anyway, um, May came around. I moved to Lawrence, Kansas, and I decided that maybe teaching wasn't the best profession for me. And so I looked at other positions. Um, I accepted a, a part-time you know, receptionist type position in Kansas City. And one day I noticed that that school district that I'd applied to the year before, that I'd touched base with in the fall, had a job opening for a high school English teacher. And so I decided that I was gonna apply, that I wanted to give teaching another shot. And I applied, I had an interview within two days and I was offered that job the next day and I took it. And one of the things that they told me is that they, greatly appreciated just how I'd handled the whole process throughout the, the past year, how I professionally touched base with them when I had accepted another position. I touched base with them again when I knew I was going to be moving back to the area and continued to express my interest in their district. And then, um, you know, throughout that whole process, they they remembered me. So when I came in for the interview, um, they really already knew who I was and knew a lot about me and knew that I really was passionate and interested and wanted to work for their district. So uh, long story short, uh, again, my, my biggest mistake was just accepting that first offer without going through the process and interviewing at more schools and just seeing what else was out there. But uh, I did, do a couple of decent things by uh, by contacting all the school districts that I've been in touch with, and then also remaining that contact with the school district that I continued to be interested in, knowing that I was going to be moving to their area in the near future. So that yeah. is my my lesson. So. <laughs> I totally had the same same lesson when I was a new graduate as well. I had just graduated from my master's program and um, was working in retail, really hated retail. So when I received that first job offer, I just jumped on it without really, you know, taking into consideration whether it was the best fit for me. And yeah, looking back on it now, it's like, if I had to do it over again, I would have, you know, taken more time to think about that job offer, asked for more time, and reached out to the other folks that I had been interviewing with, you know, to see where they were at in their hiring process and then probably ultimately not accepted that first job offer knowing that it just wasn't the best fit for me and kind of where I was in, in my situation and that sort of thing. But it was definitely, it's a hard lesson to learn at, you know, at, at a young age, not to just jump on the first thing that you're offered because, you know, you've got student debt, you know, oftentimes, or you're just nervous about, am I going to get any other offers? And right. Um, just knowing, just, you know, knowing yourself and just taking the time to, to consider those job offers, I think is huge. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. It's scary when you're young and you just don't, you don't know what the future holds, but you know that you need money, right? <laughs> we exactly. all need money to, to yes. survive. So um, anything else, Melissa? 
No, that I think that was a great example and you handled it really well. I'm impressed at your 21 year old self, how you handled that situation. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so how about you? Any, any other advice that you have for, for folks based on your experience? Yeah. Yes. So one thing that I wish that I would have known um, when I started at my first job is just that know that everyone is on their own career path and their own career timeline, you know, and don't try not to compare yourself to others and kind of where they're at in their own career path. I know when I first started out, I um, took a assistant director role and pretty much stayed in an assistant director role for the next 12 years of my career. But when I would kind of look around to my peers, I noticed, oh, wow, like other people are taking, you know, more advanced roles. Some are taking director roles or associate director roles. Some are getting advanced degrees, you know, pursuing their PhD or getting their law degree. And it really freaked me out a little bit. I was, you know, kind of reassessing my own career path. Like, Am I on the right path? Am I, you know, am I going to fall behind, you know, whatever behind is. And um, so I really had to kind of reassess, you know, where I was at. And, you know, and I, after doing some soul searching, I realized, you know, that my true passion was working directly with students, you know, whether that was one-on-one -on -one or a group setting, teaching, whatever. And if I were to take on a more higher level administrative type position, you know, I probably wouldn't have the opportunity to work directly with students right. or as much as I would um, in my current role. And um, so I think it was just, you know, really important to understand that that wasn't my interest area, that wasn't my passion, um, that where I was at was truly where I should be at. And so I would just okay. encourage, you know, new professionals to try not to compare yourself to, to others and where they're at in, in their own process and um, in their career path. And to really focus on, you know, what brings you joy and what fulfills you in your career and your career path. And, um, and then try to build upon where you're at, you know, try to grow as a professional um, and build, you know, more skills and a, a broader skill set. And so for me, that meant, you know, I was, I really enjoyed getting involved with professional associations and um, taking on leadership roles that way. So um, just really, I think, not getting so caught up with where others are at in their um, right. career trajectory and just focusing, you know, on what brings you joy and just know that you're not behind and, you know, whatever career path you're on is probably the career path you should be on as long as it's continuing to bring you joy and um, fulfillment. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I, I heard you say was it was really based on your experiences that you had actually being, you know, engaged within a position that made you realize what you want and what you don't want in a, an opportunity, right? And that parallels my experience as well. I, I didn't quite end the story, but I didn't last as a teacher very long. Um, not shocking to those of you who know me, but um, I only lasted three years, but it wasn't until I experienced that that I knew that that wasn't a good fit for me. And I knew what I did want and what I didn't want in a career. And so um, it's a whole nother podcast episode that I'm sure we'll do someday, but experiential learning is so important. You know, getting in there and trying out 
uh, you know, different jobs and um, really experiencing what it's like to, to learn what you do and don't want in, in a career. So um, I thought that was, you know, really great that you mentioned that. And you talked about passion too, right? Mm-hmm. You are working at least 40 hours a week, typically, often more. And believe me, I've been there. There's nothing worse than, you know, waking up each day and just dreading going to work. And so if you are able to find your passion, that is is so important. And I think that's, you know, not only important just for, um, you know, just general happiness, but, but mental health as well, right? Just enjoying what you do and just wanting to, like, like you said, knowing that you want to help students, right? That's something that fulfill is, is fulfilling to you. And so figuring out what you want, what you want to do and finding your passion is, is really important. Exactly. I think that's great. Yeah. And the other thing too, I know I was always told, you know, don't stay in a career longer than five years, or you should at least stay somewhere for one year. And so it's, you know, some of that advice is good, but it's also just kind of, you know, do a gut check and like, is this where you want to be? And if after five years, you're still happy and still fulfilled and still able to maybe grow in that career and take on new responsibilities, hey, it's okay to stay in that that job or that position Absolutely. longer than five years. I remember being freaked out after being in a position for five years thinking, is it time for me to leave now? You know, <laughs> and thinking, I really like what I'm doing and I like, you know, the the role that I have and, and how it's kind of changed and um, morphed into different things. And so, um, you know, you are like your career path is your own and your timeline is your own and don't feel pressured to, you know, change jobs or um, change paths just because someone says you should after a certain amount of time as well. So exactly, exactly. There aren't any hard and fast rules to uh, career advancement, you know, career trajectory, those sorts of things. So I, I love that, you know, we're all unique. We all have our own story. We all have our own strengths, weaknesses, and skills. And so, yeah, listen to yourself, you know, um, and what feels right. Melissa said earlier, I think, listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's great advice. Um, you know, talk to the people around you too. Talk to the people who know you well, your friends, your family, and and get their advice too, right? I mean, you don't have to make these decisions completely on your own. You have hopefully, you know, this great network of people that you can tap into to, um, you know, bounce ideas of and, you know, let or excuse me, bounce ideas off of and let them know how you're feeling and, you know, get their perspective too. And that can help you um, make well-informed decisions. So, well, thank you so much for your perspective, Melissa. That was fantastic. I've really enjoyed having a guest today and uh, hopefully this won't be the last time that we see you on a year of career, but uh, thank you all, um, the audience for joining both of us today. I really appreciate you listening. Um, Again, this is the A Year of Career 52 Practical Answers to Your Questions podcast. Uh, I own and operate Career Advantage, and if you ever want to submit a question that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, you can do so at Erin at CareerAdvantageResumes.com. And if you need assistance with your career development and would like me or Melissa to help you, um, you can check us out at CareerAdvantageResumes.com. So again, thanks so much for joining us, and hope you all have a great week. Bye.